Okay, Andrew, I saw Oppenheimer. You want to hear my seven and a half minute review? Sure, why not? And and maybe I can pretend that I saw it and 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 act like I know what I'm talking about. Right. No, just I mean, like we did with the Barbie review, where yeah, we yeah, didn't that... actually see Barbie, but we did a review of it anyway. Yeah, yeah, but there was like a YouTube comment that you know really liked our our. They liked but, our fake review. I think yeah, it's a yeah, good yeah, thing exactly. to do. Do fake reviews and pretend. I mean, reviews... So I, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to pretend yeah. I saw it. Yeah, reviews are always fake, by the way. Okay, so um, I felt like like ass rape by Christopher Nolan. That's what I felt like. Who's um, that? The, the director of Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I know who. Uh, I knew who. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm supposed to pretend that I know. <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about okay let's forget that idea go ahead and, and explain to me what that means because no because i love i love i love him and i love his movies generally uh -huh. but the movie shouldn't work you know the uh -huh. movie in itself shouldn't work it's like it's like a homage to oliver stone and and the jfk movie but uh -huh. without all the excitement but because he is so good in what he does, he can present, you know, you know, mundane or, you know, not that exciting moments and present them as if they were like high spectacle. And in the, the end is that you're like sitting for nearly three hours and the time rushes by. Um, but there's this lack of euphoria and spectacle that you normally have with the with the Oppenheimer movie. There's no spectacle, even the you know, famous Trinity bomb test is kind of, it's kind of meh, you know, but it's, it's still so engaging because he knows what to do to create a scene. And, you know, it's like to set, set the scene or set a, the camera or whatever. It's, it's, it's very weird. It's like, he's operating on a completely new level now, similar like Tarantino now operates on a completely different level. So he's, in a way he's transcended you know traditional filmmaking and but the point is he he doesn't even need exciting set pieces or moments like you know inception where you know gravity kind of is uh, you know uh, 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 what, what's the word for this is um you know where, with, with this revolving kind of hallway where where have you seen that movie Inception? Yeah, not for some time though. So I, I, I don't. No, but remember. there's a set piece where you know the whole hallway is you know turning thirty sixty degree, and so the gravity is is completely tilted and off, and and that was an exciting set piece. It's or, or any movie like Interstellar, but Oppenheimer is not is not. There are not big set pieces. You know, it's it's just mm. it's just there's no no wonder that you have seeing this. There's no there's no authentic euphoria but still he he creates it in a way that you can't it's like in hypnosis that's what it is he he, uh, he puts a hypnosis onto you and you're like spellbound um I, I, what i'm hearing you say is that there's a contradiction between sort of the banality of the images and the way he presents them or something like right, that right exactly exactly right. so so he's not he's not using a lot of in incredible effects to create something. He's using ordinary images, but he's presenting them in a way that's kind of um, uh, novel. 
Right. Because it's just people talking in the movie, basically, in a way that f completely resembles and mirrors JFK from Oliver Stone. But uh -huh. in the case of uh, in the case of Oliver Stone, there was like this kind of intrigue that okay, so who shot JFK, right? Yeah. So who 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 is behind the conspiracy? Is there a conspiracy? You know, and then you have all these weird kind of characters that. Um, but you take all of that away. But the problem with Oliver Stone, even though he's a very good with the camera, and he's very good with drama, you know, he's a dramatist. The problem with him is he always gets sucked into some ideological story, right? That he needs right. to present. Yeah. Uh, that, that the kind of it all often ruins it. It often feels like dogma or something, you know. Right. It often ruins the idea of he's, what he's trying to present because because he 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 had there's this dogmatic overlay in his films. That's what I find with him. Yeah. Um, but I guess Nolan's a little different, right? He he sort of does the opposite. He kind of he he tries to create a sort of um he he's more like tries to create a mystery than a message in his films i think in some normally ways. yes normally this yes. film had was more message heavy or or was it no it's it's like okay so there's a conversation between uh like a banal conversation between oppenheimer and einstein followed yeah. by an even more banal conversation between him and heisenberg or like what's his name niels bohr and it's utterly exciting but you wonder why is that because it's utterly boring because he knows what clicks with the human brain you know uh -huh. so it's it's super weird because it's like it's very enticing because it's like um he he does something and i it's like an hypnosis he presents something as if it's exciting but it's not and then you're like you're like glued to the screen although it's really banal is that because he he just puts the camera off a little bit a little bit of offness right. asymmetry or something like that is that what it is is it a kind of asymmetry no i you mean like not this, even that this danish angles you know when when you have like a tilted for 45 degrees you mean, you mean no, that? not exactly i mean if something if it's just if it's a, if the scene is a little bit off then it has a dreamlike quality, right? You know, just like yeah. you're, you're, you know, you know. I had a dream last night, and and some of the people I knew were in the dream, but it wasn't yeah. clear if they were the people I knew or somebody else or or me, uh, you know, or or and the woman was somebody I knew or somebody else or, so uh, so so I think the interesting thing is, I you know, if you had Einstein, he's an iconic figure, um, yeah. and then then if you if you portrayed him sort of in his banality that would that would create a sort of dreamlike uh uh quality you know yeah uh or some you know or or if you made him too familiar or or just ways of sort of just ways of sort of making reality the real but not real or you know uh true but but off yeah i think cinema good... is about illusion yeah. it's not about cinema verite you know uh Werner Herzog is always complaining about cinema verite that tries to capture the truth because because that's just he says it's like memorizing the pages of of a phone of you know of a, of a of a phone book. It's just a when you try to capture the truth in its literal sense, then uh, you end up creating a sort of a, a banal reporting, um, which is actually transparent to the viewer that it's not interesting. Yeah. So I think I think you always have to mythologize something in a way. But it, the interesting 
question is how you mythologize something. Do you overly mythologize something and which makes it fake? Or do you do you, do you make it you have a very subtle mythological theme that you know there's levels of subtlety in different techniques and ways of telling a story I would, right i would i would guess i mean you're onto something there because i mean the the movie is based on the book american prometheus and so mm. he draws on that myth and there is like this dreamlike quality which i guess nolan learned with inception you know to frame reality as a dream because it's like there's no there's no imagery of war there's you know there are no gruesome pictures there's just literally just people talking in laboratories basically you know and uh, or like senate hearings or what but it's 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 there's the, even there's even no real uh, um characterization of the man oppenheimer and and how he transitioned from you know an enthusiastic scientist to becoming a guy who was like uh, um destroyer um, of worlds <laughs> yeah it's like so yeah. so and, and it has like this dreamlike quality and you know why are dreams so exciting and so you know when you have them you know why w what are you exploring there you know why why is the imagery so exciting in dreams you know you, ne you never think oh no that's a boring dream i get out of this you know, even the most mundane, profane, banal dreams have that spark in you that, oh, no, I, I, I am this, I'm in this. I have to do this. I don't know why. Uh, why my you, you get what I'm saying? Well, and the dream is trying to tell you something. And the dream is, is speaking, you know, prior to your conscious mind, the, prior to the, the conscious mind that has tried to organize that information into, into some, you know, uh, coherent story that you can understand. So you're getting the you're getting the sub text of 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 your life kind of in in a dream right yeah well that's a dream theory i don't know what it is that's what i think i think it's like when you have a dream and you dream of somebody else it's actually part of your own psyche and so that other person is i'm thinking of the dream i had last night is you and not you and and uh, um i i think i think you know well yeah, it is a theory of dream it was kind of jung's theory of dream that the dream is is actually transmitting reality directly see freud thought that dreams were repressed reality right that you're repressing your you know all of these taboos you know that you want to fuck your mother or you know yeah. or you want to you want to you know you know kill your father but but jung said no no they're not repressed they're actual they're actual real instances of psychic they're direct psychic instances right um so uh so so the, the the it's it's reality speaking directly to you and and when reality speaks directly to you it's always strange you don't know what it is you only know what it is when you've taken a step back and abstracted something for reality and you have a narrative that you can put frame on reality right and say that's a tree and that's a dog and that's a bird but when you experience those things you know without your without filters it's kind of an acid trip you know or it's 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 so incredibly bizarre and and uh, and, and unlikely and and seemingly you know seemingly coherent but random at the same time and i was thinking I, about this i was thinking about how um how why tarot cards are are so uh 
effective and the reason is not because they have the perfect archetype or they're the perfect symbol of something it's that they're a little bit off they're a little bit weird they're a little bit bizarre wonderful there's, there's three legs in the table instead of four right um and uh and the little humanoids you're not sure if they're twins or beasts or or man or animal there's this in-betweenness this bizarreness this this and that is what's compelling always because it contains missing information and you have to fill in the information yourself you're you're shocked by the the strangeness of of that that um of that image which is at this familiar and at the same time alien yeah but isn't that isn't that uh you know, to put the cart before the horse, because I mean, you have archetypes, they are always a little bit off, they're always known and unknown at the same time. Mm -hmm. And if, if something is like effective, as you say, in a, in a dream or in a tarot card or in a movie or whatever, it's because it draws upon that which is known and which is not known. And the in betweenness of these two things, the metaxy, in exactly, but it is the archetype that is that is exerting this kind of push-pull no sure but we don't know the point is they're not like um platonic models of some perfect thing they're something that's transforming and trans there's a trans transmorphification i don't know i'm looking for that word transmorph like something like morphic fields or there's a there's a quality of constant trans transformation that's going on so the art you can't pin the archetype down in any way no, no, exactly this or that and that's, that's exactly that's what makes it an archetype and not a you know a platonic ideal right sure yeah but at the same time you know uh there's this weird thing that it's a dream is also just excess you know excess information excess energy a release you know it's like yeah there's this thing that it has information about your uh, neurosis your effects whatever you know the unresolved trauma or your wishes desires whatnot but then on the other hand it's just excess uh, information that has to go so it's, it's a form of release yeah sure of course so so release of excess information but it's also you know it's it we need that release because it's because we we're, we suffer of something that is has is unexpressed or un, mis uh, un, not understood by our conscious mind so we but we push that down and then something comes out right um that's how i, I see it because i think that if, if your mind was completely if you were hypothetically fully enlightened you wouldn't need this this dream information but I don't the, believe. Uh, no, I don't think that's right. No, mm -hmm. I think well, that, I mean, you just the, have to. You just I have think, to read the accounts of enlightened people, and they. they, they I don't believe those. Express that this the fact that they they stop having, they stop knowing the difference between sleep and and their waking state. Everybody dreams, even enlightened people. Well, I don't. I'm not enlightened, so I. I, I, have no, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you're you're enlightened, so you you, you know. No, I'm I'm dreaming, but uh, I think everybody dreams. You know, even even why that it, it makes no sense to me that, I mean, I mean, we could argue now about what is enlightenment, you know, and to be in a 
sublime non-dual state all the time sure maybe you're not dreaming but no no enlightened person ever claimed to be constantly in a state of non-dual bliss you know non-dual bliss no but non-dual like like that the, they don't know the difference between sleeping and dreaming you know in fact that is the that's you know if you read about the zen that is the character when you when you go beyond the when you don't know the difference between dreaming and 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 waking then then there's there's some I sort of a quantum leap a fairy, of, quite, a leaf of consciousness i think that's a fairy tale that well, well i mean i've met people i mean you you can think what you want and we can both think <laughs> what we want but it's just speculation from our points of view because right. we don't have that experience you know yeah you know but you know the the point i'm trying to make is that you know we're living uh, our day in a kind of you know receptive rest how do you say that uh in a way that you kind of receive the information kind of to integrate them you know you're you're constantly confronted with the world even if that world is your internal world and so you're always kind of bring order to the to the chaos mm. and to yeah the i mean dreams are just like and, like like your physical body has to shit out you know you know piss and sh shit and then so your brain has to yeah no it's like no that's not yes that's not what i'm yeah uh i mean you you are in that st receptive you know yang state and then in the in the dream the opposite happens it's like it, it gets out you know it's a, there's a different way of of releasing that excess energy and 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 excess information and and psychodrama and whatnot but it's mm -hmm. i i think it's a it's a, a necessary di dichotomy between you know waking and sleeping and uh, and everything you can't have one without the other and so that would be my argument that even an enlightened person whoever that is you know has has to fall under this dichotomy of okay now i'm engaging in the world and now i'm in the deep state meditation but even then it's like one has to sleep and has to let go at some point and oh yeah and the I physical body yeah sort of needs sleep doesn't it or it would, it would appear yeah mm -hmm yeah i don't know but i but but i i i always think that you know all these different theories you know that they can be true at the same time i don't think that they're like uh necessarily conflicting with each other i think they're they're following a deeper 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 mechanism mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and then there's theories and then there's actual experiences and we have all these theories <laughs> It's, it's very difficult to put ourselves in a state where we, we 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 don't really know what anything is yeah which is closer to the truth usually did you ever experience like uh uh what is it called lucid dreaming yeah i think so right and how was that well yeah when i was living in a monastery i, I sort of because i was meditating all the time like 10 hours a day yeah <laughs> for days and days and days and days and and it, it kind of like the dream i kind of would enter the dream state and 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 sort of move around in there that's the only way i can describe it and then i'd wake up and and, and i could the the difference between the dream state and, and the waking states kind of starts to blur right and then and then dreams in the waking state seems to give you messages and you you seem to respond to them much quicker and that's what happens in the dream state as well. You have these sort of, you could say, messages arise, and and you respond to them very quickly, yeah. like uh, like um, 
Like I remember I was like, I had a dream that I was over the, the Grand Canyon and I could just step into there and kind of fly or something. I don't know how to explain it. That I could, I knew that I could just, I, I had to jump. I was hanging over the Grand Canyon and I just had to jump and I could do that. Right. <laughs> That's one example of, of a, a sort of lucid dream that I had, I think. I trained it for a while. And so, mm -hmm. you know, to, to get into the state where you're, you're not only aware that you're dreaming, but you can, you can create, you know, matrix style, you know, the direction and the contents of, of mm -hmm. the dream. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, it's like, it's like surfing on a very complicated wave because it's like just, you know, you fall off and then you like go back into, you know, the automatic dream states. And, yeah, and in our tradition, dream yogi, you're supposed to look for symbols in your dream, and there's you're kind of you have to you have to make a uh, you have to have some kind of point of reference. You you create these points of reference that wake wake you up in the dream. All right, like a, okay. A symbol or a mantra or a, or a, or, a, yeah, or yeah, an yeah. image mm -hmm. or to, to to kind of wake you up in the dream. So if you see yeah. that, you sort of know you're dreaming. So you you practice different things when you go when you go to sleep. You you practice to keep your consciousness there at the moment between sleeping and 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 when you when you lose consciousness this 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 moment between waking and sleeping which is a very yeah. interesting moment yeah i think that i think that's the way you you learn it no i think you have like two one way to learn it you have like you have two papers you know and one is written i'm not dreaming i'm and then the other one no like i'm i'm awake and i'm dreaming so and mm -hmm. then you 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 look at it like every hour every half hour in your waking state and you do that so often that you start to repeat that in in the dream and then you ask yourself oh i'm awake or i'm dreaming it's the same thing not a mandala but you know like like uh you create a symbol by which you wake up basically mm -hmm. exactly yeah. yeah yeah and that i get that that's sort of also like i can see that that would be a good technique in cinema because in cinema you it kind of you you're put in, in a sort of trance as you say and then um and then it's like you notice some weird thing like the little rabbit in the matrix movie yeah yeah it's it's, it's some little strange thing that kind of wakes your mind up yeah so so noticing things noticing something that is not supposed to be there or or is really supposed to be there or just to shift your perspective a little bit yeah yeah I don't know. I, I I would like to go back because I mean um, I don't I I didn't mean that um, that that enlightenment is not possible. But I think like if you look at I think that that they're still confounded or confined by biology as well. And I think dreaming is also you know a bi biological state. You can't transcend biology just to certain certain degree. And I know that the theory is and you know that you that you can enter these deep states beyond dreaming right in meditation mm -hmm. or in sleep so but mm -hmm. i but i'm not sure if, if these are continuous states like over a period of five years or 20 years that you can live without dreaming that's what i'm calling into question i know that well the, i'm that just i'm just telling you again not from experience just from what i've read you know like uh, i remember the Zen teacher, one guy came up to him and said, I'm enlightened, I'm enlightened, right? And I'm enlightened. The Zen teacher says, well, are you awake during the dream state? And the guy said, no, I fall asleep. So he wasn't enlightened yet because he wasn't awake during the, the dream state. 
Right. So the- theoretically, being enlightened would be that you have awareness through through whatever happens, biological, you know, which includes biology. It doesn't. It's not uh, separate from biology. Yeah, but we were just talking about lucid dreaming. You know, you yeah. can you can you can uh, uh, learn that, and be technically not enlightened. Yeah, but that's different than having awareness, con- constant awareness through through whatever happens in every, in every state. I mean, that's what I, I mean, I've heard it described as being. Again, Tom, I'm not, I'm no, not no, talking from I'm, personal experience. I'm just no, talking about what I've read about. <laughs> so that's yeah, but so I'm an idiot. I have no idea. Maybe you, no, maybe these are just no. theories, and maybe it's 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 impossible. I don't know. No, but let's talk about it because we have to talk about something. You know, so. Because I mean, I think that is partially possible. Okay, you know, that's what I believe. Not but fully I, possible. I don't think there's any person who is has that awareness for continuous twenty years. I think it's a very rare occurrence. That that that's like my how feeling. rare? Like one freak maybe in well, all I, of human history. No, no. Uh, I I think I I think that that there's a few out there. Who have attained that, but very few. Like how few? I think I've met a couple, but you know, you have a you, you don't have, have met to a boot. couple. I think I've met a couple people who I I think have gone through that. One one that's I, not no know, no no that's not what I mean to have who, who have described that experience to me, and then I had no reason to not believe that what they were saying was true. So you have let me understand that. So you have met a couple of people who are in a constant state of such a deep awareness that they are always on yeah. top and beyond dreaming. Yeah, I all think Tractum Kepa, I don't know if you know who he is. I, there's there's no doubt in my mind that he's like that all the time, that he's always awake. That he doesn't, like, he's like, there's no, there's no, just the way he is, you just, you just, I mean, that's my impression of him when I met him. I probably shouldn't speak about him, speak on that, because people might think I'm crazy or something, but... Uh-huh. But but I don't I think there's like I think that's and a couple of, of people uh, of his students who spent their lifetime in retreat working on these things and then and then came to some kind of understanding and realization after spending 10 years in the forest doing this shit. I know, I but know. they don't they're not ordinary people who go out in the world and, and, and talk on podcasts. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm too pragmatic because I mean, I know the theory and it sounds nice, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. You want, you want to be in that non-dual state beyond causality. You know, where you just, you're just in this constant state of bliss, and you, you're aware. no, not a constant state of bliss. I never said any of those because awareness is different than bliss. Bliss is still no, well. They a go state. hand in hand. They go hand in hand. No. Well, they sh- yeah, they should. Because bliss isn't still an experience, a spiritual state. It's, awareness is a neutral sort of state. It doesn't have, there's bliss and then there's, you know, doesn't mean the person is just sort of blissed out in any stupid, you know, ridiculous. Bli- no, that's not what out. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that, you know. But you're, but bliss about- is still another subtle state of, of I am or whatever, but beyond I am. You know, the I amness is, you know, the last illusion right uh where there's some sort of identity attached uh and then beyond the i amness beyond the i amness is 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 this this state of constant awareness this is how it's always described perennial by all the advaita teachers and and the and the zen teachers and the that there's this state Mm -hmm. state beyond beyond 
um, identification with with content. Sure. sure. Um, if you don't believe that, that's that, that, that is just a question of beliefs and, and opinions. But no. Um, but what I, again? Let me let me phrase my argument because I would think yes, I know the theory, and but you know to to look at this phenomenon and to know because we we all know the you know the we have at least some experience how psych, psyche and spirituality works right and yes i can imagine there are f- phases from these extraordinary people where they have this heightened awareness but not i not phases no no, but let me talk. Constant, let constant me, state. Andrew, let me explain what I'm saying. What I mean is that you can, I, I believe that there are phases. I believe, right? So that, that mm-hmm. these people have phases of heightened awareness where they're coming um, and, and have this awareness of dreams and or, or, or can transcend the dream state. But to have that continuously for 20 years, that makes from a pragmatic sense that makes no sense that is impossible i it's, it's my belief you but know that, I, that's a pragmatic I sense because life, i mean because I mean, it's like i think life is more like like a like a wave it's like sometimes um because life is not like this you know life always finds ways to fuck you up and if it's the death of your daughter you know it's like okay so i'm supposed to not be you know grieving about that i'm 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 transcending this experience as well. It's no. like no, and so because no, but life- that's all included in the thing. Like like that the, the whole point is that is that um, everything that um, well, it's interesting you say the death of my the daughter because the the person I was speaking of his daughter was shot at a, at a at a gang war and 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 you know and it's not that there was no that the the grieving was not there but there was no identification with the person who was who was grieving that's the idea right. anyway that's the that's the idea it's just um the identification falls away with whatever experience so there's no phase it's not with blissful experiences experience of suffering doesn't matter again i hate talking about this shit actually because i i don't i don't have that experience so i hate talking from an experience that i don't have it's just it's right. just uh it's just spiritual gossip things that i've read in books and 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 you know and people who i've met and no but it's important because we are orient ourselves on these stories true enough true enough so, but i'm always the- there's a hesitancy of speaking about it when it's not something i understand like we started talking about breasts you know about what? About tits and uh, d- did and, we? <laughs> and ask if we started talking about that, then I'd be fine because you know I, you know I know what those things are. I I don't know. I mean to to stay with this with breasts or with grief. I'm I mean how can you grieve if you transcended I amness? I don't know. Why would why would you grieve? That just some things. Well, does a tree have I amness? You know, does a a storm have I amness? Does uh, a even a like? I I the the I guess the human ego has I amness, but 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 uh, but but that's that's fundamentally a limitation, according to this school of right. thinking and tradition right 
that the, the, any identification with I amness, like there's the big I amness, like when God saw the God saw the burning bush and or when Moses saw the burning bush and 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 uh, you know and God said I am that I am and you know uh, David Smith says this is the ultimate egohood, right? <laughs> I am, I am the great enlightened one, but that's like, and then the you know the Zen would say that that's bullshit just you know chopping wood and and uh and carrying water and yeah sure mm -hmm. and um and tits and <laughs> <laughs> no i get no yes but um i mean it's what what i what i think that it's really hard to talk uh from my point of view to talk about these things in an educated way uh there's a language issue at mm -hmm. least from my side to try to express that in that in 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 english and then we're using different kind of reference systems because i'm not that you know i'm i'm more i'm coming from a different angle at this point and i'm just you know i'm and i'm i'm I always have this kind of pragmatic and you know oakham's razor um perspective also in my head which says okay so what is more likely is it more likely that there is a psychopath, you know, pretending to be in a constant state of non-attachment and that he's never dreaming, never, or that he's really that? So it's, it's like, and so the argumentation that you have, like, okay, oh, the first is more likely for sure. So, and so it's like, yeah. I'm I'm always conflicted about these two things because I don't want to deny or negate the experience itself, but I also like am kind of familiar with the human nature, right? And and mm -hmm. I know so it's like the majority of of people that I met that kind of pretended to be or like claimed to be gurus, they were oh, just yeah. they were just psychopaths, mm -hmm. you know, and and um. And so I'm very hesitant to, yeah, sure. I, I mean, it's a great story. And I think, again, from my point of view, there are, could be extended phases where you are in this kind of state. But life always is at odds with it and tries to push you out. And and that's the game. Well, and, you know, I, 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 I agree totally that most in most cases that it probably would be uh that what you're speaking about this which is why it's it's awkward to talk about because right because uh because what you're saying would probably be what most people would think right so but i can know, also i can also what, what's say most that... likely of course that's what's most likely i was just reading a book about the the jewish messiah Sabati's fee, who was, you know, and, and the book sort of describes him as being, uh, you know, uh, uh, bipolar, right? He'd go into these ecstasies and then, you know, and then people would follow him around and he was the next Jewish Messiah and, right. and the whole countries would follow this guy around, you know, and people would, and then, and then he, uh, and then he would go into depression and act very normal and, and, uh, and then do these wild things. And, and you're reading the book thinking, is this, what about this guy is real? And what about this is, 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 uh, is psycho psychopathy? And I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, cause, cause, um, maybe some of it was real. Maybe it was mixed. Maybe, 
maybe he was deluded, maybe, you know, but he almost started, he started a world religion. Actually, there's still Sabbateans in the world who follow this right. Jewish Messiah, um, who is mostly considered to be like, a, you know, because uh, uh, he converted to Islam. Uh, he's considered to be a you know a heretic in the in the Jewish tradition, but also because he was always breaking the the laws of the Torah and having sex and doing these wild things, uh, which in the in the way in the East he would be sort of a crazy wisdom person, and he might be revered and under they would understood that he's not, but in the in the West where we're we're so scientific and we have such you know we're we're so rational in our thinking and and we we don't we don't know how to deal or accept or somebody like that right so if there was somebody like that around they'd have to hide you know they'd have to be very hidden in fact they'd have to act the opposite way uh you know in order to be as hidden as possible yeah you know, because because the world would just kind of come down on them wouldn't it yeah nobody they yeah would, would I, I mean considered I'm, insane. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh my concession would be that I can, what I can imagine is that there are freak accidents in evolution mm -hmm. because evolution works like this, right? So there are like kind of fish that were like kind of freaks coming out of the water and uh, developing through freak accidents and long periods of time the things that, you know, made us in the end. And so I can imagine that there are like very like specific freak accidents that brought certain people uh into that state that we're talking about maybe even constantly let's let's say that mm -hmm. um but i mean and then we know these people because then they're getting famous uh but i think the the percentage compared to the literally billions of people who tried that it's like point zero 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 one percent who are these kind of black swans uh of very evolution. rare yeah but it's like those people they didn't do anything because that's also how evolution works it's like oh no we we create like this whole spectrum of people with these kinds of characteristics oh, and and we put him into this kind of non-dual state he, he, i mean like maybe but this is not this is not something that you could aspire to yeah well there are stories of people in india i think they're called the avahoots or something and and they were there they behaved in every way like schizophrenics except that apparently they were enlightened so the question becomes is were they schizophrenics or were they enlightened they would act really weird they they people would feed them and stuff because in india they kind of believed in people like that right they believed in the wise holy but you fool. had that in europe as well that the people who were like uh, um, mentally or physically um impaired in some way were always kind of considered or sometimes most in, in lots of cases were considered like to be holy people yeah well so were they holy people or you know in some manner or another or or, or and what's the difference between mental illness and 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 let's say some kind of advanced enlightened state i mean i think today everybody would say it's just mental illness you know that's what right. everybody would say but yeah. maybe everybody's wrong <laughs> like how do i know no, I completely agree with you. Completely. Yeah, so maybe that's... these people are different than schizophrenics. They're not exactly. They're not schizophrenic. They just act weird, and they're just they're they're these blissed out God, you know, blissed out on the Godhead people who are kind of un unusual and different and have different 
ways of being and and different things and they're but they're not schizophrenic <laughs> um is that possible sure no i mean you read the 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 book i wrote you know about this woman that you know is, was she a shaman a female or was she bipolar it's like uh you don't know it's very hard to know. tell you, don't you know, know because like there's something there's some access to some form of reality that transcends everything or transcended everything that i knew right yeah. and that that was her power uh sure she had a clinical kind of diagnosis from the worldly point but then there is the experiential kind of thing that oh no that's that's a wanderer between the worlds you know she was like able to dig deep into the underbelly of existence and i don't know who knows yeah. these things you know yeah yeah um well it i was we were speaking with these these monks or something when i was at um when I was at Maple, this this Zen monastery, and run by this Zen master called Suryo, and all these monks are running around. They're trying to create an AI called a Cyborg Gregor. They're trying to create an AI uh, that's wise and compassionate that will help people get enlightened. And yeah. uh, and then there was a discussion going on. It's like, oh, do we really want everybody to be enlightened, or is it always going to be just a few people? You know, very very few people who are you know it's the most rarest crowd of people and that's the way sort of nature works and that's the way it should be maybe not everybody should get enlightened or no, should have these intense non-dual experiences and and should you know most of us maybe most of us should just live ordinary lives right and but there's a few people who 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 sort of lead the the world in, in that way so so anyway that's an interesting conversation they, because uh, these guys yeah. were trying to like how do we make more people enlightened because that will save the planet and da, 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 but maybe that's I hate that. Well, maybe that's not quite right. I hate that because it shits in the face of existence. It doesn't work like this because, again, you know, life is always more complex. And the moment you find the order, you know, you know, and or it's like in daily life or in societal life or in life itself. It's like the moment you put a, a frame of order around everything. What always happens is existing showing you existence showing you that you're wrong and then that the tower will fall i mean you're 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 like mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. so it's like there's no way the the universe will implode and another one will will arise and there's it's just like a world with enlightened ones that would be the like that would be like equally shitty than a world of you know um what, what's the word you know the people that don't die the the immortals you know Immortals, it's like yeah. You don't want that why i don't understand why yeah. is that it's like it's, yeah. it's 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 so counter it's it's so counter that everything about existence what i know that's like doesn't work like this yeah and the mythology is that the human realm is the best place to be because you can go up or down right you know you can you can you can learn to to fly practically right and right. you could go right down into hell and you know create wars and so we have this possibility of going up and down in the human realm. But if you're stuck in the God realm, you know, drinking ambrosia and everything is pleasurable and, and perfect. And uh, when you suffer, it's going to be really bad because yeah. you're going to have to lose everything and go, fall down the wheel into 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 the into the lower realms. Um, so um, anyway, that's the myth that's kind of the mythology. So so that uh, yeah, the Jews say that also, too. It's like 
this is the best place to be. We don't want to be in the afterlife. We don't want to be in the God realms. We don't want to be in, we want to be here. This is the yeah. place to be. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that's, that's absolutely right. Because I'm, I'm thinking in the last months, always like about access, access stories that we tell ourselves, access energies that we have in our mind, you know, about this, where we are. But mm. in the end, it's like, either you are a freak, you know, a freak accident of nature, putting you on the top of the apex of the, you know, the pyramid of music or enlightenment or, you know, writing or, you know, tennis, whatnot, or you aren't. Either you get there effortlessly or you, you don't. And so yeah. you have you have a you have a natural place in the pyramid of things. And that doesn't yes. mean you're, so. And so it's like. Um, and and so then when we're telling us the stories, okay, you have to meditate, and because and like, no, don't meditate, don't do that. You know, don't do what is not easy to you. You know, do what's easy, what's coming easy to oh, you. Oh no, and, don't do what's easy to you. That that would be terrible. No, what effortlessly? I mean, you know, no, do what, some no, no, do what you, you have to put effort. I mean, you wrote, you've written books. There's there's effort there, but that's that. But on the other hand, that's a meaningful engagement for, for for you right um no if, I wouldn't, if, no. if we're effortless if we're effortless then we kind of like degrade like no I, that's I think... not what no we're talking about different things now okay well so what's the difference because when you say we just be effortless i, I like I, my it's kind of like uh like this joseph campbell quote follow your bliss and then everybody and then joseph said no no that's not right follow your blisters you know yes for me, it was always easy to write books, although it was very painful. It was painful, effort- yeah, yeah. But it was effortless, effortless, you know, to integrate the pain and to do it anyhow and to write 10, 12 books. It was okay, effortless. So-, so it was effortless, but it was painful, right? It was both, but it was something that came naturally and easy to me. I mm. didn't, you know, I didn't have to do any convincing, or I never struggled with with the thing itself yeah it was painful but i never put into question what i wanted to do and that's what i mean with effortless. oh okay well that's not effortless it's more like the 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 original idea is effortless like you know what it is right or you can do it and then then you go into a room for five days and write the novel and 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 that's a struggle with with that's like wrestling with the angel right right i mean when you have to do that second step right I know this because of songwriting, right? Right. When you write a song, um, you have a great idea, and you're like, "Whoa, that's beautiful!" You know, I've, this is something beautiful. And but if you don't follow through and do the effort and the work, it'll never become anything yeah. at all. So you have to, you have to. There's the, there's a way in which there's effortless, you know, uh, effortlessly um movie that's your primary archetype as, as bard would call it like the, the the one that works you know and then you but the, you also then have to put in the effort yeah, is yeah all i'm sure. saying yeah, no, so sure. i think we're it's, i don't think we're in disagreement here no no no, no 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 i'm just using the word differently for me because effortlessness means um an, an easy commitment to an idea you know it's like i'm not putting it into question but of course the execution can be painful right it yeah. should be, you know in yeah. order to to grow but so and, and my argument would be so everybody knows which kinds of ideas and and endeavors or challenges come mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. and and so it's like so if if you're if you're not if you're struggling with meditation in itself you don't, don't do it 
Yeah, if you're not well, if you're not, if you're not drawn toward meditation, and it's not a, yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, I, I I didn't agree with that before. I think I thought if more people meditated, you know, the world would be a better place, or people would become more conscious, and and uh, that we need to sort of proselytize meditation. But but I think that's wrong in the end. Uh, actually, I think you're right. I think it's more like, and also you know, even when I've tried, to, if I've tried to suggest to people who I'm mentoring, you know, do meditation or something, they never do it. Um, yeah. Because I'm pushing some idea on them and uh, that's the wrong way to approach it. You you have to be like, like I was in my 20s and I, I when I came to Zen meditation, I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I, I've ever seen and I've got to do this. And so that then I, you know, I, I just fell right into it. And as you say, this was like the natural thing for me to do at that right. moment in my life. And those are the things that we should do. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think that's very profound and, and important, actually. Yeah. And so you have, and then when you look at, you know, the pyramid of things where you are, right? Either, I mean, imagine you're drawn to meditation, right? And then you put in an effort. And then you very, very fast and very rapidly see uh, how how much talent, how good you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, because for most things, there's like tiny wiggle room, you know, it's like you can you can incrementally get better, you know, or worse, whatever happens. Um, but then there are like freak accidents, you know, where you where you start with a technique and you're, you know, inst basically instantly propelled forward to, you know, five, six, seven degrees above where you formerly were. Because you mm -hmm. just have such a talent, you have such a thing going for it. But it's like either it happens or it doesn't. And so it's like... But how what, is that intensified is my question. How do you intensify that process? That's the point. You can't. You can't. Like either it happens or it doesn't. That's I think the point. process can be in intensified with a teacher, with, with proper teaching. I don't I think believe you can, that. I think you can be pushed because you don't have a teacher i think i think it could be pushed forward well, through through different different uh through different methods but you nothing... can be pushed forward no but that you, you can to... you can you're you can you can speed up the process that's what tantra means it's the speeding up of the process it's in the intensification and speeding up of a process so you could be stuck you could be stuck in one place and, and sort of not, not move for a very, very long time trying to do things based on your own uh you know self-will uh uh you know and and you know really get that far i don't believe that i believe that either you have a talent to go somewhere and you will go anyhow or you will never go with a teacher or without it you know I, a teacher a good teacher mm. can bring you to the next level maybe or or maybe to the next two levels but i'm talking about real talent and the talent will bring you somewhere but what kind of pianist player ever ever got anywhere without a teacher it's true in pop music you know no, the guy from like the movie shine what's his name you know one of the most famous one who was self-taught you know played by jeffrey rush um the guy what's what's his name um but he still had teachers he still had even if you the you know, well like let's say if you're a folk musician you 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 imitate the the masters for a while and they're your teachers and then then you develop your own style you know, like you yeah, can't do it on you your get... own. You can't do it with your own will. You can't do it with your own. This is I, like I'm, such an illusion that, that you could. I'm like... talking about something else. And what I'm uh -huh. talking about is you can have the best teacher, but without any talent, you get nowhere. Oh, that's true. 
So, right. And there has so to be both. I'm... There has to be that. that that's what I'm hmm. saying. There, there has to be like a fire and a flame, right? They have to be a match and you have, you know, <laughs> if the match is wet, then nothing will happen. Of course. You okay, won't so set me, a fire, but but somebody so, has, something has to light the match. Is you know, it, has it to was become... always the case that Kurt Cobain would be on top of the pyramid at least for a while, because he had the talent and the drive and the thing. It's like it was for, it was painful, but it was effortlessness for him to be on top, and then he killed himself. Yeah, like and then he killed himself. Yeah. so mm -hmm. like every good king. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. You know, it's like either you inhabit. You, you you are naturally drawn to the level on the pyramid where you're supposed to be and and i think that's the big that's a big lesson that life can give you that you kind of learn to know who you are and where your place is and because it's also that what you said basically like 10 minutes ago and yes a teacher can push you a while but you you will still inhabit a certain place that is uh that is adaptive to your talent and your your way of comporting yourself in the world and if you're somebody like kurt cobain you 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 get on top very it's like yes easily right mm -hmm. well i you're mean not... kurt cobain is not a model of of you know how one should be in by any any no, stretch of the but imagination we're talking, but we're talking about archetypes here you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I think if you're supposed well, I wonder to be... i wonder if like hypothetically you can't be hypothetically but i wonder if if Kirk see does this suicidal uh like what do you call it Promethean impulse right take the fire of the gods and run with it always leads to suicide but but the but but there's another way to do it which which is 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 let's say like I remember Leonard Cohen had said that oh you know if I had only been able to hang out with with Kurt and have a drink and have a good conversation with him I could have saved him because 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 he would have he would have had an elder he would have joined the lineage instead of instead of burning out in his youth this is the mistake of american sort of messianic protestantism is like you burn out in your youth like all of them do that and it is a natural process but but there's another way and that is like that is like there's another stage that you can get to which is much more mature, I think. Yeah, but for, yes, for another archetype, but not for that particular one. Well, I mean, that's my whole argument. That's my whole argument that you can't, that we always, that we are under this illusion that we can wrestle with fate. We can't. That we can't, you know, it's like maybe a little bit, but not really. We can make choices. There's no way that, that, that Kurt Cobain, there's no world in which Kurt Cobain would would have sought out an elder to change his act it's not possible you know that it, well, it just is, because it happened supposed... uh, but, but 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 you know something else could have happened it's like something you know one thing different could have happened if he, if one different choice could have been made you're, you're saying there's didn't. no free will basically that's kind of no that's mind. not true that's not true i'm saying that it's a life lesson to to learn who you are and where you belong because it's like that's you know it's like because we're, we're talking about should everybody be enlightened no i don't think so yeah but, you know? but not everybody like should should he have put a to his head you know should he have taken heroin in front of his children you know uh, you know should he have tr treated it ever should he have you know sh should he have been such a fucking you know passive aggressive whiny 
bitch of a human being. <laughs> I don't care about I don't care about how talent he has, and and you know, it's like, it's like, um, yes, he sort of brought some. He he sort of tapped into the archetype and brought some of the rage of that and darkness of that era, you know, into into our view. But but uh, but there's people I. You know, I, I would say that. Hmm, I I mean, of course, he could couldn't have been anybody other than he could could have been, and and that was that was the that was his his entire karmic, you know, path. But is that what we're? I don't know. I, I maybe I maybe I maybe I I think I think there is a, a choice and a change and a kind of a different way of being that we could aspire to. Sure, but I mean, the argument is that, you know, from the broadest, most abstract perspective, maybe it's supposed to be like this. Maybe he was supposed to be that asshole. Maybe that was good. And the great supposed to, what is supposed to mean? In the greatest scheme of the tapestry of life, you know, maybe mm -hmm. that's how exactly how it's supposed to be. Well, Sinead O'Connor, right? Um, again, another person like that, like who had this sort of like intense yeah, sincerity. Yeah. Uh, who knows what i don't know we don't know what happened to her yet but but um yeah you're know, you're, just, you're I, just saying things are the way they are but that's true I, how can i argue with that i'm saying that no what i'm saying is that we are putting too much effort in things that we can't change and too less effort in things that we actually can that's change. absolutely true that's so that's that's, that's that's all what i'm that's saying fully agreed okay here i am this is where i'm at and that's like be where you are and this, and this is what i can do and was what i and don't delude yourself into doing shit you can't do on the right. other hand you can do a lot like you can you can go pretty far you know you can yes. you can change a lot of things you can you know, you can stretch Absolutely. the boundaries of your existence pretty, you can, you know, people go pretty intensely into all kinds of things that, that are seem to be quite impossible. Right. I completely agree. So, uh, yeah, good. We figured it out. <laughs> Without tits today. <laughs> now we can go back to talking about what really matters, which is tits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>